What's up and welcome to the Espresso with Aaron and Sarit podcast. This is the show where you go for the tips, tools, and the life hackeries to lose weight, gain confidence, and create a life that you are excited to wake up for. Get ready for some tough love conversations that will change your perspective from destructive to productive. We are your hosts, Aaron and Sarit. And we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Hello, welcome back to another video, another episode, another uh, chit-chat time with Aaron and Sri. And today, we're going to be going over the final part, part five. Finale. The final, the finale part of the top five reasons, five, five top excuses that we find that people make the most often for not taking action to pursue their dreams or do something that's going to better the quality of their life. Mm-hmm. Part one was not enough time. Part two was being too tired. Mm. Part three was not having motivation. And part four, the last part that we just did was needing approval or permission or validation from somebody else or somebody's else's. And today? We're going to be talking about it is not the right time. It's not the right time. Not right now. Someday, one day, if... This is so good because, okay, I'll start on Monday. There's like the most Monday. common... Next year, new year. After this birthday, after this vacation, after after I move my house, after I change careers, after whatever slows down, after the kids go back to school, this is the manana excuse. The manana people. The manana. I'll do it tomorrow. Doing things tomorrow usually doesn't serve us the best because your life does not happen tomorrow tomorrow is not guaranteed for anyone today is and you know the reason why we hear you know if for whoever says this is not the right time it's because they have the wrong perception they think that everything has to be perfect this is another one i'm not ready I'm not prepared. I don't know everything yet. Yeah. They think that either everything has to be perfect or they have to be ready in order to start. Now, here's the thing about readiness. If you want to achieve anything great in life, you have to start before you're ready. You should start on Sunday. If you want to start on Monday, you should actually start on Sunday because you're not ready on Sunday. So what does that do? What does that do when you start before you're ready? So let's say you're going to start a new diet. It's so common. Okay, I'm going to start on Monday. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. And usually we use that as a justification to eat like shit on Sunday so that we don't feel as bad as about ourselves because we're going to start on Monday. Now, what happens in your mind if you start on Sunday is you're telling yourself, like, I I need to be ready now. I'm ready now. I take action now. When I know something's right, I don't procrastinate on it. 
And then what that does by getting you into action sooner, like immediately right away, is you can begin to get in the habit of getting into action as soon as you have the idea about something. As soon as you know you need to do something, you get in the habit of beginning on that thing now. And what happens like we're never ready for things. Um, you know, anytime, you know, somebody gets cancer, like nobody's ready. Nobody's ready for that. Right. Um, a new mom, like having a baby for the first time, you're never ready for a thing that you've never done before. There's no amount of preparation you can do to get ready for losing a loved one. There's no amount of preparation that you can do to get ready for, usually it's like negative things that happen. So I don't want to continue to go down that road. But when we teach ourselves how to take action right away, when something does happen that some kind of adversity, something that is not pleasant, something that is not a way that we would like for it to go, we are in the habit of immediately taking action and taking responsibility to turn that situation around and get ourselves out of that. And so in your brain, what it says is, I don't need to be ready. I take action. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a mentality. Yep. Yeah. And also, if you feel like you have to be ready or if you're waiting for the right time to start it's probably because you think in terms of a perfectionist which is also basically another way of saying you have an all or nothing mentality okay like you feel like the stars need to align that you know like no vacations or events need to come up because you need to follow um, a, a really strict diet and, you know, the second you're unable to follow that same thing, then you're just going to go to the other, you know, other side of the tracks. And, you know, like, let me tell you something. I hope that you, you know, if you have an all or nothing thinking, I hope that you become, that you work on what we call becoming an all in person. And what is the difference between an all or nothing or our all, all in person? An all or nothing means that, you know, you strive to do really, really good when things are really, really good. However, life works in a way when things are not always really, really good unless you gain the tools and the skills and you have a really strong foundation to be really, really good no matter what. So really, really good is what you're able to create for yourself by, you know, acquiring the tools and skills to build that environment that makes you do really, really good no matter what. Otherwise, like, you don't need to just do really, really good on January. You can also do really, really good, the same as good on December. The only difference is what environment did you set up? What habits um, in terms of thought habits and, you know, like lifestyle habits have you practiced and cultivated for a long period of time? And by the way, it takes more than 21 days to build a habit. Okay. I would say to the degree that you've struggled with that thing, it will take you longer and it will be harder. 
And when I say longer, I don't mean longer than 21 days. I mean longer. It could take you six months. It could take you nine months. It could take you a year. It could I don't take know. you your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about waiting usually is we think that if we wait for a certain time, it's going to be easier. I think this is the big thing. Like, oh, if I have all the knowledge, it will be easier. Oh, if I wait until after the holidays, it will be easier because I won't have all these temptations. If I wait until after my birthday, then I won't have to try to skip out on the fun stuff during my birthday. So it'll be easier, 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 easier. Nothing that you've ever accomplished in your life. I can guarantee you, if you look at all of the shit you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of yourself for, none of it was easy. Zero percent of it is, was easy. And so easy is what, like, we need to stop striving for. This thing is going to be easier if I wait until this time. Oh, I'll be more motivated January 1st because it's a new year, so it's going to be easier. No, because here's the reality. There's always going to be a birthday. There's always going to be a graduation. There's always going to be a promotion. There's always going to be a celebration of some kind. There's always going to be like, there's holidays like every freaking month almost. And then summer and barbecues and the 4th of July. And then like, there's always something. So instead of striving for something to be easy, you need to figure out how do I navigate the difficult scenarios so that I can stay on track. That should be the goal. Not just trying to start anytime you think something's going to be easier. Well, I'll wait until we're done moving because things are kind of chaotic right now and I don't have a lot of stuff in my kitchen. Figure it out. Those are the opportunities that you actually have in those moments to grow the most and to um, really build indestructible habits and to get creative to figure out, okay, if all my pots and pans and spices and everything are all packed in a box because I'm moving, what do I do? What do I do in this scenario? Most people just don't take the time to think through how can I get creative in this scenario to stay on track? Why? Because it takes effort. Why? Because it's not easy. But if you want easy, if you're always looking for easy, you're going to be looking forever because I'll tell you this, if you try to take the quote unquote easy way, your life still is not easy. If you try to make money fast and you continue to struggle to make money, your life is hard because you're broke. If you're always trying to take the shortcut to lose weight and like, you know, like, I'm not trying to put anybody down who's had a weight loss surgery or anything like that, but usually it's the easy way out, man. I'm just like tough love conversations. It's just most of the time, not for everybody. Sometimes there's like a legitimate like health reason why somebody would need to do that. But if, if you're in a position where you're like, I want to take the easy way out, it's never easy because you don't develop the skills and you don't develop the tools and you don't develop the discipline to be able to maintain whatever thing you got if it came to you easy. So easy is not like the, oh, I'm going to wait until blah, 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 because it will be easier. That's never the case. So you're always going to be disappointed. Instead of thinking about easy, start to figure out, wow, what a blessing I have uh, in this 
complicated scenario that I have to get creative to figure out how I'm going to stay on track with my nutrition or my fitness because, you know, I'm a little extra busy during this season. If you're like a tax consultant or whatever, it's tax season. You're like, I'm extremely busy. Wow. What an opportunity I have to try to figure out how I stay on track during this season. It might look a little bit different, but that's how you build discipline. And that's how you build the skills that are indestructible so that no matter what happens in life, you can navigate around it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the, you know, cause we just talked about the all or nothing personality. Let's talk about the, the all in person. So like, you know, the all in person is the person who strives to do their best every single day, no matter what. And here's the deal, like your best every day looks different. And Aaron said discipline, which I really love because if you don't have discipline, it's very easy to say, oh, I'm doing my best today, so I'm just gonna have a paleo muffin. No, like that, like- That's a cop-out. Right, that's a cop-out, and it's very easy if you haven't built discipline to, to, you know, really use that as an excuse to, you know, just lower your standards. So I just wanna point that out to make sure that we don't get there, but on all in person, it's okay, let's say you're a busy accountant and tax season is coming up and you just know that you're swamped. So maybe what you're gonna do because you have to get to the office at 7 a.m., let's say instead of 9 a.m. is, you know, you're, you're gonna wake up, um, you know, at the same time and, you know, because you'll have less time to work out, Instead of saying, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to sleep in, you're going to do a 30-minute workout. And that's the best thing that you can do that day. Literally, I had to do that this morning. Yeah. Like, do the best that you can with what you've got, no matter what. Okay? Like, it's what sacrifice do I need to make in order to make sure that I still keep my commitments to myself, understanding that there is more either chaos or complexities, you know, that are building up successful people you know like never wait for things to quiet down because they Mm. know that the higher the climb becomes the more complex things get so Mm -hmm. it's how do you still do everything that you can do to you know do what you gotta do to you know like take care of you so that you can move forward with everything else and you know just holding yourself accountable to make sure that, you know, you're, let's say if you're used to normally getting like an hour workout and, you know, during tax season, you drop it to 30. Now, just because you've, let's say, done 30 minutes of workouts for the last two months, that doesn't mean that, okay, now I am going to, you know, just stay there. So if you're a real all nothing, like all all in person, chances are that you'll probably make it a point to shift around other things so that if you know that you're going to have to make pivots, you will still be able to do the things fully the way that you can. Or let's say one day, like we're all human. Like this morning, I did not hear the alarm. We woke up later. Okay. Like I did not sacrifice my workout. I just went to my meetings without a shower. (laughs) Sexy. Yeah. So, you know, like do... Like, Something gotta give. Figure out like what am I wi- what what am I willing to tolerate? What am I not willing to tolerate? And you know, just understand that it does. It is a give and take game. You know, it's like 
John Maxwell has the law of sacrifice. The higher you want to climb, the more you'll have to sacrifice, the more painful it will become, you know, and this is why, like, you know, grit, endurance is something that is important. And then when you get there, people are going to say the luckier you are. And as we're sitting here talking about this, I'm actually thinking about all or nothing versus all in. And I think a very clear way to understand this too is all or nothing goes extreme on both ends all in and all out i used to be there and i agree where as all in is all in can go extreme all in but when they mess up it doesn't take them to the opposite extreme they have the control over self to understand, uh-oh, things didn't go exactly as I planned. We just uh, were out of town for a few days, um, literally two week, two weekends in a row. We were home for like three or four days or something like that. And then we left again and we were gone for another three, four, five days, however, whatever. And then we came back. And when we were gone, our routine got a little bit messed up. And there were some things that um, didn't end up happening that are in our normal routine. And, and it's really easy to get mad. Oh, when we were gone? Yeah, when we were out of town. And it's really easy to say, you know, like, shoot, I didn't have that discipline. Shoot, I messed up. Um, you know, I didn't make enough time for this or that and whatever. And an all or nothing person would say, well, fuck it all. I'm not doing any of it. One one car tire got flat, so I'm going to slash the other ones and just fucking bash in the windshield and break the mirrors off the side and, um, you know, tear the bumper off and mess everything up. Whereas the all in person comes to a, an acceptance of, okay, this went the way that it went. It wasn't ideal, but how can I get back on track as soon as possible and not beat myself up for it and understand that I can learn from this and, but I can keep moving the same direction and all is not lost. I'm all good. That's the difference between all or nothing and all in. So it's like, if there was a, if there was a chart, if there was like a line graph between all in and all out, and on the all in side, both the all, all or nothing person and the all in person can reach this capacity, but the all in person only goes so far back on that sliding scale before they go back in again. Whereas the all or nothing person goes bang, 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 and it's freaking chaos and you just get a headache. And what that means over time, if you were to graph this over a long period of time, it just means that like you know, aside from extra opposing forces, like you are in a flat line and a flat line eventually goes down. Now, let's say if there is some kind of, you know, other factors involved, then, you know, the, the line that eventually goes down now becomes a downward steep, downward steep hill. And, you know, like you just have to consider that because so many people like when they want to do well, it's because they have some kind of like short term deadline. And when you live in terms of like, like, yes, when you are a high performer, a high performer, like 
go from one short deadline to the next and still recharge, right? It's like cycles. However, most people I feel like have a lot, like a long period of time of like a short-term deadline and then a long-term fuck-up period followed by a short-term deadline and a long-term fuck-up period rather than like ongoing cycles, which in my opinion, from my own experience should only get longer and larger because the the higher the higher up you go in in your wellness like the more discipline you should have and you know when you're a disciplined person like right now i'm doing this thing that i'm testing for 365 days you know like i'm stretching myself with one thing for 365 days right and like most people are like Oh yeah, I'm going to do this for the next, like, I'm going to do this detox for the next three weeks. And then, oh yeah, I lost 10 pounds. I feel great. So now, you know, you're just gonna. Like you eat one slice of pizza and it's like, ah, everything's out the window. You gain back the 10 pounds plus another five. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh shit, the weight's back up. Let me do this thing again. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like. You give yourself a short-term burst because you want to get rid of it so fast, right? Like 10 days, 21 days. Instant gratification. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, like however long it takes you to put that back up, you know, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's four weeks, maybe it's eight weeks, whatever. Or, oh, wait, summer's coming up. Let me, let me do this uh, detox real quick so I can feel good for my bathing suit in like Memorial Day weekend or something. Yeah. And you know what? Like the biggest difference between these two types of behaviors is consistency and lack of. That's it. One person is more consistent. Like I said, on this sliding scale, the all in person is sliding right here and staying very consistent in this like short window of like, oops, things didn't really go the way that I planned or wanted to or was ideal. But let me figure out how to get back on track. And now I'm over here again and you slide here, the the all or nothing person who's just going back and forth, so much inconsistency here. And um, the other thing that I was thinking is the most successful people that you see, uh, for one, are the ones who are the most consistent at staying in a shorter frame of that. Um, And they're also the ones that create the most discipline for themselves. We, We think, I think, by nature, we think of discipline as a bad thing. Like, oh, you get a spanking or, you know, oh, you get put in timeout or, you know, you have to erase the chalkboards or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and we think of discipline as a bad thing, but discipline is creating a character trait that will serve you very well. And the most successful people are the most disciplined people. Discipline is not a lack of freedom because what happens is you're either choosing the discipline for yourself or the world is choosing the discipline that you get to have. Mm. And I would rather be in control of that discipline. So the world will discipline those who do not discipline themselves. I heard that from Grant Cardone. I don't know if he was the first one to say it, but the world will discipline those who do not discipline themselves. And, you know, I... I'm in full agreement because I've been on both ends. 
And if you create structure and you create discipline, which feels like a very hard thing to do, but if you think of it in terms of this is how I create the most freedom in my life, it's really the best way to go. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so stop not, waiting. Yeah. So not having the right time, in my opinion, it's just, it's a limiting belief that you either say because you don't know any better. You know, like I used to think that I remember like when I was in college, as a matter of fact, you know, like every time it was either midterms or finals, I would not step foot in the gym because I just told myself I don't have enough time because I had to focus on this thing. I think it's a very, or it's not, I'll do it after finals. It's not the right time, right? I'll right. Do it after yeah, finals. of course. And then as soon as I got home, because during finals too, like I, you know, I would overconsume on Red Bull and I would chocolate. Well, yes, this is what I'm getting <laughs> into. I would, you know, have basically like a, a buffet worth of M&Ms and chocolate chips and cookies, whatever was in the in the cafeteria, like I would take with me to the library. It's like I would prepare to <laughs> fuck my life up so that I could get through the, that week or two, which, by the way, I procrastinated so much because nothing really ever got done until like midnight. But because I didn't sleep, I would like Facebook just, got done. Yeah, I would dread how I felt. Right. And, you know, as soon as I got home, because I would feel just so tired from not sleeping for like a week and, you know, so guilty because I ate like shit. All I thought about is how much can I work out and how clean can I eat? The reality is what if instead I was like, okay, I'm going to eat clean meals. And if I, if I do feel like I need to have some kind of treat, whatever, like for me, I'm like, no, I'm not just going to have one cookie. I'm going to have the entire sleeve, Duh. right? Because all or nothing. Duh. Duh. Like I'm going to eat cookies till I feel like shit. Yeah. Like there's cereal in front of me. Why should I just have like a handful? I'm going to have three bowls and then I'm going to get a couple Ziploc bags and fill them up. Duh. And then eat the dry cereal. Yeah. I'm already feeling like shit. Let's just go balls to the wall Dude, about it. You know what? What? I used to do the same thing. Actually, I've been becoming more aware of the stories that I have in my life. Um, I would go to the cafeteria yeah. and I would eat cookie. Like after every meal, I would eat dessert that they had this massive corner. They had like cookies, cakes, ice cream, and all this stuff, brownies, everything. Oh, wow. You guys had brownies. Dude, everything. <clears throat> and I would eat cookies and stuff for dessert at lunch. And then I would wrap like four more cookies and some napkins and put that shit in my bag. And then I would go eat more for me, I would fill up Ziploc bags of of like a medley of M and M's. I'm surprised you went the Ziploc chip. route and I went the like napkin in the backpack route. Well, that is because <laughs> you had practice. So actually, in college, I found out I was gay. Whoever was my best friend, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so connected to you. I was no. I like you. <laughs> I, I got like, a crush on you. <laughs> I liked you in a different way. Oh my God, why do I always want to be around you? <laughs> that totally happened to me too. It's my best friend. Uh-huh. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyways, but you know, like she was the same way, ex- except like on, I would say probably a higher level. Um, like more extreme. Yeah. Mm. And she was, and she would, you guys would have cookie parties. Huh? No, M&Ms, chocolate chips. She will also get coconut shreds. I have this thing where if I have just, my body can only tolerate maybe like one ounce of coconut shreds. If it's more than that, I start getting like a gagging effect. I know we're totally getting sidetracked, but like it makes me want to puke and it feels like absolute garbage. Anyways, so, so she would have Ziploc bags because you're right. Like as a foreigner, Ziploc bags is very much an American invention. And it is such a convenient and incredible invention, by the way. Oh, totally. Like, so, you know, like, I did, I mean, it's not that I haven't seen Ziploc bags before, but it's not, it wasn't a part of my kitchen. So it was very much a part of my kitchen, which surprises me why I didn't go with a Ziploc bag. Right, right. So, yeah, you know, I would just do a, a Ziploc bag worth of and. We have a guest on the show. Miss Callie is here. Um, so, ba- Callie, ba- do you want to tell them so, the story when you overate your bag of dry food? Yeah, I have no self-control when it comes to food. So one time, this is totally off topic, so I hope you're down for story time real quick. Uh, one if you time, like Callie's stories, drop it in the comments. And if you're just listening to the podcast version of this, you've got to go watch the video because she is the most cutest thing besides Sarit. Okay. What about so, Boogie? Yeah, Boogie is the most handsome thing. Okay. So I know you want to give me a kiss, Mama. You can do it. It's Did okay. you just eat caca? Don't be shy. I just ate poop. Okay. So we, we learned something really quick with her. Um... She needs a bath often because she's a dirt child. And also, she would eat forever and ever and ever if we let her. Uh, and she would explode herself, literally, if if we let her keep eating. Because one time when we got her some dried food, we had it on the floor of the it pantry. It was a 30-pound thir- bag? 30-pound bag, yeah. We had like it on the floor. And, and she's like a 20-pound dog, like maybe. Now, maybe. And she, yeah, she's probably like 15 to 17 pounds then. And we had this bag of food on the floor and we had opened it because we put, uh, we had started using it and we go into our gym to work out, which is at our house. And then I come back in, she's got her face. It, the bag is tipped over, food spread all over the floor, little, little pebbles of black stuff all over this white floor. And she's just has her face in the bag. Say, hey. She ate like probably a quarter. She looked like a cow. Her belly was Oh my god. It looked like I could have took a ballpoint pen and poked her belly and it would have been And all she did was poop and sleep and drink water because <laughs> for the next like twenty. I remember when I used hours. to eat a lot of shit, I would sometimes would wake up so fucking thirsty and just like oh, yeah. chug like a bottle of water. Oh yeah. So anyways, off the topic, um 
you know, this ep- this episode, we'll get background. Hopefully this is valuable to you in some form of way, even if it's entertainment. Uh, but, you know, when you wait for the right time, like it sounds so cliche, like no time is ever the right time. And what is it like the best time to plant a tree was a hundred years ago and the next best time is now. Right. Um, so, so I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you the next time you find yourself procrastinating on anything, immediately do it. I've been doing this with the dishes. I don't know if you've noticed. Okay, well, uh, usually I put my dish in the sink and I put water in it legitimately to like let it soak because in my mind, I'm like, I could scrub this off or I could put water in it to let it soak. So, and while I go be productive doing other things, so by the time I come back, it's easy, it's like, it comes off simply and I'm more efficient, right? So uh, recently though, I've just been like, man, I don't feel good if I leave it there and I know that it's there. So I've been just, doing it right away. So if you have dishes, if you're about to put a dish in the sink and just leave it, just wash it. Just wash it or rinse it out and put it in the dishwasher, whatever your method is. Um, you know, if you are waiting to fold the laundry, start it now. Even if you just freaking fold five pieces, all you have to do is start and then you'll get momentum, start and you'll get momentum, start and you'll get momentum. Um, and if, if it's not the right time to do something, it's the perfect time to do something. Yeah, so I love that and I have a, a segue for that. So how, if it's not the right time to do something, it is the perfect time to do something. So where do I go from here, Aaron and Sri? So ask yourself this, what is the best thing that I can do right now based on my goals, based on where I'm at? Maybe it's I need to go to bed at 10 p.m so I can wake up at 6 a.m. Or maybe it is, I need to just go for a 30 minute walk. Or maybe it's, I just need to have, you know, like a fruit or a vegetable with every meal, right? Like one thing, what is the best thing that I can think of that would be my best right now? And then ask yourself, who is one person that I know will be able to hold me accountable because this is something that they practice as well. Mm-hmm. And this is the power of environment and community. And if that's you're important, like- That's important because this is something that they practice as well. Don't ask somebody to hold you accountable for something that they don't do. Yeah. Like if, think about like it. Like if your spouse is worse than you, do not ask them to hold you accountable because they will forget. Because it's not important to them. And it's because not it's not a routine. part of their daily regimen. Not because you're not important. Because it's not a part of their daily regimen. They just won't like, remember. If I won't see, if I will see Erin not work out in three days, she'll like, be like, I'll she'll be like, be like, what's going yo, on? Yo, like, what's what's going on, right? And I mean, you know, like that's just not going to happen, right? But it's like when something is unless important. I was I was sick a little while ago and I did it. Right. But, but there's no explanation needed for that. It's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, start, start with that. <clears throat> start with that. Okay. So that's some action steps and you know, that's the power of environment and community. So by the way, if you're not a part of our community, um, you know, click the link and make it a point to join our community because the, li- the link by the way if you're watching this is going to be in the description below if you're listening on podcasts it's going to be in the show notes yeah so 
click the link and join our community. Start there. Like, yes, you can also hire a coach. That is a bigger investment. We don't know where you're at. However, the point is find somebody who's credible. And the only credible person is the one who you see practice what they preach. So let's say you go on the community page and you're like, oh, I see, you know, let's say Mary, it looks like she's been super consistent. Let me go ahead and and send her a message. And by the way, can I also say, stop saying I am not good at asking for help. Like that is another limiting belief that we need to get over. Like if you are not used to asking for help, get over it and just like reach out to Mary and say, hey, congratulations. It looks like you've been doing an amazing job following through. And, you know, I'm new to this community and you know, I need help. Would you be willing to hold me accountable to doing, you know, 30 minutes a day? And by the way, if you're reaching out for accountability, please, 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 for the other person's sake, make it easy for them. Like, don't have them do an extra thing a day. Like where now it's like, oh, let me go chase that person and see if they did their workout. Like make their life easy. Okay, I want to put this in a different perspective that I heard David Meltzer talk about. I don't know if you know who David Meltzer is. You do. But um, I heard him say it this way. When, when somebody else asks you for help, you feel really good. You're like, wow, they're like, I have something of value that I can give to this person. Can you skip that way a little bit? Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, they feel, they f- like you feel really good when somebody asks you for help right? It makes you feel valued. Well, think about how somebody else feels if you ask them for help. They feel very valued. And so you're doing another person a disservice. If you think like, I'm not good. I like, I'm not good at asking for help. Really what you're saying is I'm too prideful to ask for help. And you're, you're robbing somebody else of feeling valuable. So think about it that way. I feel so valuable and helpful and like grateful when somebody says, hey, you're really good at X, Y, or Z and I need some help with that. Can you help me? I'm like, ah, cool. Like you think I'm good at something. That's how they feel. So when you ask somebody else, that's the pleasure that you're giving them. And if it's a good person, you're not, a waste of time. If it's a good person who cares about you, like you're not a burden on them. And especially if you're paying somebody for a program or a service and you ask for help, you better damn not be a burden on them mm-hmm. because that's what they are there for. Yeah. So that does it. We hope that you found a lot of value in today's conversation. <clears throat> If you did and you haven't already subscribed, make it a point to do so. And yeah. yeah and and if you thought about anybody else in the midst of this, you mm-hmm. know, share this this video, this episode with them, um, you know, and, and help spread valuable information to people who are seeking to be better in their own lives. If there's somebody else who feels like they're wanting to lose weight, they're wanting to get in better shape and they're struggling because no time ever seems like it's the right time or they don't have enough time or they don't feel motivated or they're feeling too tired or fatigued. Um, you know, share this series 
with them. There are five parts. If you haven't heard the other four parts, I would encourage you to go back and watch them or listen to them. Um, again, the first one was um, not having enough time. The second one was being too tired or not um, not having enough energy. The third one is not being motivated. Uh, the fourth one that we did, the very last episode that we did was, um, what was it? Seeking approval. Uh, needing approval or permission from somebody else or multiple other people. Um, and then, and then today not being the right time. So, you know, if any of those things you thought about your best friend or your mom or your cousin or your sister or your aunt or your coworker or whoever, share this with them, share this with them. And, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Sari. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsari.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sari.